0: and well met. Welcome to another episode of Self Evident. My name is Jenna and with me are- Kenna Rose, Eliana. And today we have two very special guests with us. We have our Patriarchs.
1: Yeah. The
2: yeah. Papas.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So we have-
2: I'm Dave Smith, woo hoo. And I'm
3: Richard
0: Hardian. Yes. Woo hoo. And so <laughs> we've decided to get our fathers on board this podcast to discuss how guys view modesty or how guys should view modesty yeah well <laughs> we were we we did a episode recently where we talked about um how we see modesty and even though we did it in general for guys and girls well since we're all female we tend to um talk have more about the female yeah have one perspective about it so who better to get advice from uh, about how guys see modesty than our own fathers? Yep. So I think the first question we should start off with is what is your definition of modesty?
2: Rich, go ahead.
3: Oh. Okay, put on the spot right off the <laughs> be, right out of the gate. Okay, No
0: pressure. None at
3: all. S- sounds good. I mean, uh, my definition of modesty has changed over the years. You know, I growing up as a non-Christian, modesty... Uh, was not something that I necessarily thought about. Becoming a Christian, it wasn't that I necessarily thought about modesty because um, it wasn't on the forefront of things that I wanted to think about. Then having kids, <laughs> modesty then became something important. And then as my girls grew up, modesty became something more and more important. So I think like in terms of a definition of modesty – I think about like it's how you're presenting yourself to the rest of the public, how you're presenting yourself to the world, how you're presenting yourself to those that people are gonna be looking at you. Um, and you know behind that, there's a purpose. So if we take it one step further than just like what I look at modesty as, is why are, and I assume we're mostly talking about dress, like how you dress, right? Yeah. So why are you dressing in the manner that you are? Um, and that question is for so, my daughters and son.
1: Like the heart behind it?
3: Yeah. Like, Well, what's the purpose, right? We all do things based off of purpose.
1: Yeah. So why, are we, why
3: why? Why are we dressing the way we are? And is it because we're trying to uh, do something for our own self to, to feel a certain way or to think a certain way? Or is it to attract a thought or feeling from somebody else? And so modesty then becomes what is it that you want the world to know about you and what is it that you want others to know about you?
0: That's a very, very good response.
2: I, I don't disagree with anything Rich said uh, at all. I, too, have evolved in my view of modesty. I don't think I even had a, um, a worldview defined uh, for modesty when I was in my teenage years, in my early 20s. Um, you know, uh, pretty girls, catch your eye, you look. Um, and uh, it didn't matter if they were, you know, just nicely dressed or provocatively dressed. Pretty girls gets a guy's eye, right? And that's always going to happen. Um, but as I've grown older and uh, got involved in, actually, public policy, the first thing we, we, I got involved in out of college and in college was anti-pornography. Um, and one of the things that really concerned us is something called soft porn, Soft porn, that would be like, you know, the Victoria's Secrets magazines. That would be considered soft porn. The Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition, soft porn. Why is it soft porn? Because it's it's not necessarily full nudity, but it is exposing way too much, you know, yeah. way too much.
0: Leaves very little to the imagination.
2: It doesn't leave much to the imagination, but it does elicit um, emotions and desires that should only be reserved for their future bride or their current bride.
4: (laughs) Exactly. And so it sounds like you two both had a a fairly similar view on modesty, at least growing up and in your younger years, for lack of a better word. And so along with that, did you grow up Christian? Like when did that have, did you start out saved or did you become saved later? And do you think that affected your view?
3: Well, I did not grow up Christian. I grew up with a secular viewpoint Mm -hmm. and I grew up, you know and again since we're talking about modesty i was not a christian and so i grew up with nothing to stop or no guidelines to say turn away don't look guard your eyes guard your thoughts so i allowed my flesh to just go where it wanted right and so because your um,
2: conscience wasn't educated
3: no, I wasn't educated, right? I, you know.
4: That's a good way to describe it.
3: Or maybe even to say I was not aware of the law, right? I mean, right. So I was not aware that these things were wrong, and I was being affected by them because my flesh was what was ruling me. So my flesh ruled me, and so when I was out in public or if I was in school, uh, myself as well as my friends were constantly looking at young ladies And trying to see as much as we could see and then allow our minds to walk down the path
2: of what else. To fill in the blanks. Fill in the blanks or what else (laughs) we could imagine.
4: Yeah. And uh, how about you, Mr. Smith?
2: Well, I I was uh, in a God-fearing family for uh, at least the first 12 years of our life. But that was a lot of what what I call superstition. I was involved in that. Made a profession of faith when I was 12, but really didn't walk with the Lord um consistently until I was 25 until maybe 30 we even say between 25 and 30 kind of the toddler stage you might say of Christian of my Christian walk yeah a lot of this was not an issue I knew like for example pornography was wrong but soft porn wasn't a problem
4: yeah and so I kind of see here like you maybe didn't grow up with a complete Christian worldview but uh i I would say probably like a Christian worldview to an like extent, and culturally then, Christian, would you
1: say
2: culturally Christian with just some values, some of those mm-hmm. values, right, you y- know, yeah, so you know,
4: and then my dad, you didn't very much grow up with a Christian worldview, much of all,
2: no,
3: but you know again, when I was growing up, that would have been the seventies and the eighties, there was a greater stand sta- uh, there was a higher standard of Morality? Maybe more. I don't know if, if that's the right way to say it. it. I mean, yes, that the answer is yes, but I think there was more of a respect for someone else's
2: that person, you. right? That and there was more of an <laughs> that, adherence that to sense. Western values, Western Christian, Judeo-Christian values. Um, yeah. Well, I, I, let me describe it like this. I
3: may look at this young lady and think about it, but if like her shirt was to be open, or if than my like I was it was an innate thing to look away like we looked away we didn't see that like at least you culturally weren't,
0: you weren't desensitized to that
3: no it was out of a there was a underlying moral respect for somebody's privacy you just didn't do certain things you looked away right
2: mm-hmm. I
3: think now there's less of that right you're just going to look and try to enjoy what you can enjoy from a fleshly perspective
0: you are shaking your head. Well,
2: I don't have the same perspective or experiences, Rich. Um, for example, if a woman with a loose blouse was to bend over to pick up something on the floor, exposing, um, the tendencies for the eyes are to go right there, you know, right down. And I, I'm, I'm just being honest. No, I, that's fair. I'm being very honest. That, that's the flesh response. And, of course, the spirit is, oh, God, forgive me. Stop. You know, you know, it, it, you know, th- and that's invading her privacy too. By the way, that's invading her privacy. But it also is a lesson. Um, wear turtlenecks. No, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> oh man.
4: Yeah, and so God. see, this is why we wanted to. We, this is why we wanted to get our fathers on here, is because you know we want to talk about both modesty f- uh, from a female and for males, right? And we want to do that. But there, but for guys, it's like our view of modesty from a girl to a guy and from a guy to a girl is so different that it's important to have um, guys on here so that they can explain because our eyes aren't as naturally drawn to things like that. And right. that's not for everyone, every our, woman. Our, Some are. our
2: brains are hardwired to our eyes, right? We are visual guys. We want to see, you know, if the, uh, if the running back – stepped out of line you know so those those instant uh, replay cameras are so important for us but um you know when it comes to modesty uh women don't understand that um they could be attracting attention they do not want
4: yes and and doesn't make it right that, that guys that guys are are like that it doesn't make it right and not a sin but it does make it something that as brothers and sisters well, in Christ, Scripture tells we us need to, to take every
2: of. thought captive, and so when you have that even fleeting thought, you need to take it captive and kill it right away. Don't give it a second look, third look, fourth, whatever. Just stop.
1: Right, and this might be a slight off tangent. It reminds me of that verse from I think it was Second Corinthians ten, maybe that talks about we are not waging war according to the flesh. Right, but it's against like. Um,
2: principalities
1: and and present darkness ideas and like values contrary to the ones That's right. God assigned and I think that relates back to like our current day and age has become so just the images and pictures are also very I don't know if sexualized is the right word it is. It but is. it's it's very much um, part of that battle so, like you were saying, taking our thoughts captive because the world is currently bombarding Absolutely. you with that hundred, like twenty-four-seven, it's part of that spiritual warfare where you want to take those thoughts captive and look away.
2: They're normalizing it. I don't know if you realize this, but in the North Shore, in um, I don't know if it's in Cook County or Lake County, but there is a beach now in Illinois that is okay to be topless at. Really? In Illinois, I didn't know
1: that. Yeah.
2: So what do you think of that?
1: That's awful. It,
2: it Doesn't even come close to modesty.
1: Mm-mm. I think this conversation definitely answered one of the questions we got from one of our listeners who asked, do you guys actually notice if we are dressed immodestly?
2: Oh, yes. <laughs> so
1: I think you guys answered that pretty well. I don't know. Do you have anything else well, you want to add? Well, have,
0: I have a question based off of that okay. question. Do you guys notice when we are dressed modestly? Oh, that's a good question.
2: <laughs> yes. I I would say yes to.
3: Yeah. I mean, well, first of all, for the daughters that are in the – my daughters that are in the room, I mean, we talk about it before you Mm -hmm. go out. So yes. Um, It's something that I'm very aware of. Another part that goes beyond that is the idea of I really notice it when I go into our church building. Mm -hmm. Mm. And what is harder or worse is going into a church building and seeing the immodesty – that is presented there yep. than when I walk into a mall or a store. Yep. Like when you walk into a mall or store, you know, as a Christian man, I I teach myself or I've trained myself to be careful of what I see and, and what I look at and where my thoughts go, that you live in that area. But when you walk into your church building, you would – like to think it's a safer place it's a safer place and and i have found that it's just not
2: it isn't why is that it's because the world's values have infiltrated the church and that's the key but for me to answer jenna's question real quick um we we do this all the time right jenna yeah. you come and say it's, it's kind, How do I look? Yeah. Which is to meet your approval, Dad. It's, and yeah, and it's sometimes I have to I say, go, yeah. um, we bring a shawl, bring, <laughs> you know, um, change your pants or whatever. Um, you Put know, a jacket on. So, so we. But <laughs> and we keep also keep it on, <laughs> right? But but give your old pa some credit here, I and I'm sure Rich is like this too. Is we acknowledge when you look pretty, and you don't have to be showing anything, any of the curves, any of the skin. <laughs> you just all you have to do is look pretty, and Hey, that looks great, right?
0: Yeah, so I'm noticing a pattern here. Where, to me, I'm always surprised that it's such a huge deal for men with their when they see something that it's it really can be a huge stumbling block.
2: Well, remember, years for years we were going down up and down the expressway, going back and forth to yeah. church and even to the office, mm-hmm. and there's this billboard for a male, um, a gentleman's club. Let's call it that. Mm-hmm. And it was a woman in a bikini just overflowing. Mm -hmm. And it was horrible to drive by every week, every day, you know, multiple times a week, especially with the boys in the car. Why do they have to put that in our face? But this is where, you know, the the, the values of the world is creeping in. But also we need to train ourselves because you know what? We are living in Babylon. This is a post-Christian culture. We need to set the standard for them. They should not be setting the standard for us.
0: I think that is a wonderful way to end this part. And now we're going to go into some questions that you guys have sent in uh, regarding modesty. So, Kenna, what's the first question? So the first
1: question we got says, let's see, how does modesty also apply to men? It seems like conversations only include women's modesty rules.
4: And before we let our dads answer this one, I just want to say, I think, which episode was it? that we talked about this, I think it was our first episode in the series of modesty where we kind of went over a lot of that too. And so I would encourage you for more information on that to just go check out the first episode in the
1: series. Episode 27.
3: Episode 27. Awesome. For that particular question, I'd like to turn it back around to you ladies, because it's very easy for us as men to talk about how a male's flesh views modesty and views the way that you dress and, but i i think it's probably better for a woman to address what you guys think when men don't dress modestly does okay. that make sense yeah I think it does
4: so. and i think that's actually it's a, it's a very fair statement to make and uh one view that i know we've taken in the past is that modesty is just as important for men as it is for mm-hmm. women just as important even if the standards and the definition might change depending on the genders just because well I don't think anyone can deny the fact that we were made that way although it seems like some people in this day are definitely doing that and so men need to be modest they need to be um aware of of the other gender as
1: well and so I'll say girls I don't think we think about it as much as guys do or we notice it as much as guys do but I will say it gets awkward if a guy is, like, shirtless or is wearing a really tight shirt so you can see, like, all of his muscles. It's oh. what's called a thirst trap. Yeah, I will say there's that same thing you guys were talking about where it's like a, oh, and you, like, look yeah, away. It's like, like, you a, see it and you, like, it's this, to, It's the
0: same thing for, like, when a woman is, you know, posting a photo of her on the beach and everything. Obviously, that
4: is very very done to like show off it's done to show off your body and it's not necessarily what one would call modest you're right it does get awkward and it's not necessarily bad but like i don't think any woman can deny that a guy shirtless versus a guy wearing a shirt is a totally different situation like Mm -hmm. you're not going to want to hug a shirtless guy that's just weird yeah And what's
0: what's what's the point of of that like of posting a photo of you without shirt other than to mm -hmm. get accolades let, let, let,
2: let, can, can i jump in here um, yeah, first yeah. of all I, let me answer the question yes it's a big problem for guys too they need to dress modestly um no when speedos rich and I, oh please no this is america not europe especially yeah, yeah especially that sorry, yeah. no 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 so uh rich and i when we were growing up i Correct me if I'm wrong, but the thing was biceps and and, and big chests, right? That that we were and stick legs. You know, <laughs> and, yeah, stick legs. Chicken legs, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, but uh that that was the thing, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger in his, you know, um in his muscles. But today it seems to be abs, right? And even lower. The waistline has gotten lower even on guys now. And it's really alarming. It's like, wow, that mm-hmm. is just too much. And so uh, that that's the key. But here's here's my question. I want to turn this around again, like Rich did, on you guys. What's the opposite of modesty, guys? Immodesty. Immodesty, right? Right. But I would say there's also a huge element of pride in this, right? Exactly. You're would, showing I, yeah. off what you got, what what God gave you, and, and maybe maybe you honed it. You know, especially guys with their six pack, and and you know that kind of thing. But what's the big deal about a six-pack anyway, you know? I've got a keg. I mean, come on.
4: What's wrong with that? And, and I, think, I think you're exactly right. And I think, you know, we're doing our best like to get, or not even our best, but I, I think we've gotten into kind of like the specifics when uh, I think it was our last episode on modesty where we talked about anything that is making it into a focus of yourself and is bringing all the attention on you is immodest stress. And so mm-hmm. I think while for girls and guys that might be different and we need to be aware of what we're wearing and how it represents us and our beliefs same thing for guys it's like if the way you're dressing is meant to bring the attention to yourself and it's it's meant to bring the attention to your body and um your
0: style, your style, your yeah,
4: yeah, and and your amazing sense of fashion or whatever. Like, right. This is all anything that elevates modest. you
1: above others. I guess
4: you would exactly, say exactly because yeah. the focus should be on Christ or like we anything be
1: representing Him. Right. Or I would say also anything that's drawing attention to certain areas would be called considered immodest.
0: I I would agree with that. Um, so in our last episode of modesty, there were um, a few categories that we mentioned from Nancy Wilson: the sloppy clothes. The outlandish clothes, the immodest clothes—that applies to males too. Where, for example, if you are wearing sloppy clothes, you know, unwashed, the, the, unwashed clothes, like you know, the
2: the, the blue jeans with uh, that have been infected with uh, termites. Yes. Yeah, all the holes yeah, for in them. Sure.
0: Uh-huh. Yes. That 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 is something I that was really could be... confused
1: perhaps. Yeah. Second. I, thought, I was like, what are you talking I about? I thought we were referring to real termites. Mothy. There were there were Moth-y, termites. Moth-y.
4: Yeah, I thought we were referring to actual termites. I was like, Yeah, it's probably not the best thing to wear.
0: <laughs>
4: but yeah, that that could be considered
0: immodest. And it's also like we said before, it it is also for guys a cry for help. If you're not and it, well, it may be less so because I know for for girls i think we tend to be more conscious of our appearance i don't i don't know would it go for the same for you guys where you consciously consider how you look before you head out of the door
3: um yeah i'll i'll answer that first if that's alright i mean yeah. yes i mean we all do a certain amount of primping or getting ready before we leave right like you know you you look in the mirror where how's my hair does this look okay am i presentable some of that is very healthy, and some of that is, is, is not. Some of that is feeding your ego. Um, uh, and then
2: thank God we have wives that will help us with that, too. <laughs>
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I, I think about this, and, like, I, if, if it's okay, we, we're talking about modesty, right? And what is it that we're, we've spent the majority so far talking about is we've, we've spent the majority about talking about how we, f- how we frame our flesh how we frame mm-hmm. our body. Mm-hmm. Now, I'd like to rephrase this, back it up a little bit, maybe take a higher view and think about the idea that we were created in God's image and we know that God is spirit. So it is our spirit that was created in his image. We were given a physical body. Oftentimes our body is, is, is a, an acronym or, or is, is similar to flesh, right? Our, our body is flesh, it's sinful we talk about eventually getting heavenly bodies Amen. without sin. As we get older, we start to wish for that more, right?
2: Amen.
3: But but right now the the whole podcast and the series in this podcast is talking about the idea of what are we doing with our fleshly body? Mm-hmm. Right? And how what's appropriate to uh, What's appropriate in terms of allowing our fleshly body to speak for us? Right. Okay,
1: that's a good way to so say it. So w-
3: we spend so much time adorning our flesh, which is innately sinful, and perhaps not enough time thinking this whole thought process through um, in that maybe the, the body, the flesh, should be as covered as possible um, because that's really not who we are. Right. So, if if we're, in terms of modesty, thinking about how can what what's that line in the sand where we can dress a certain way to still attract attention, or make ourselves feel good, and yet not maybe be sinful, that line is always going to be changing with culture and with the church that we belong to and the friends that we have and everything else. I think the the idea may be. to to think about it like if you're adorning your flesh in such a way that it's creating an attraction of the opposite sex or doing something for you internally, then you're really just doing something that's very temporal. And whatever you're attracting, like those young boys that are being attracted to you because of your body, those boys are only finding value in what they see. They're not they're finding no value in you as a person, but more they're not finding any value in how God created you in his image. So that line for me, as I think about it more and more, and because I love you girls, my daughters, I love just, you know, I can't I can't put definition around how I feel about you. Like, and, and I think David, you would agree to this statement just cover everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Think
2: Victorian yeah. era from here. <laughs> I mean, all the way to the toes. I, from, it, from the neck down. Okay. From, it, from the chin down. It, it sounds. That's it,
0: Elizabethan. But it, Elizabethan. It. Yes. Okay. Thank
2: you. I,
3: I know it sounds like so old fashioned or terrible, mm-hmm. but when I think about like how God created you, I want people to see you the way that God created you. I want people to see you girls. And that goes for um, Alyssa and Jenna. I want people to see you how God created you and the gifts that he created you without the distraction of how your physical body looks because that's yuck. And it's going to fade and it's going to die. It's going to go back to dust but your spirit and who you were created to be—the inner beauty—will live on Amen. forever. Amen. You know.
2: Really yep. Yeah. Amen to that.
3: Well, that's the heart behind the. Could you go back upstairs and put something longer on? <laughs> <Which> we appreciate. <laughs> One of my daughters is looking around, going, "Huh? Hmm? Huh? Whoa!" <laughs>
2: So there's another aspect I think we want to consider here, too. When any of us dress immodestly, what is that saying about who we are, right, and what kind of attentions we're seeking, all right? I see young, especially young women, who are dressed provocatively and maybe have hairstyles and and other things going on that I may not really appreciate, maybe not sinful, but it tells me there's it's screaming for attention. I want attention, right? And it breaks my heart in a way too because as a father, you think there's no father in her life. There's there's a broken home. There's been abuse, whatever it may be. That's what you think of right away, right? I mean, I, that's for. So what are you portraying when you're doing this? And what kind of attention, you know, it, it reflects something inside too, you know.
0: What do you guys think of the difference between being attractive and attracting?
2: Oh, well, there is a big difference. Never thought of it before, but yes, there is a huge difference between that. Yeah, absolutely. So
0: it's it's okay to look pretty.
2: Oh, absolutely. In fact, I encourage it.
1: (laughs) What do you think, Dad?
3: Well, it's (laughs) interesting. The first thought that comes to my mind is my wife. So she will... Just as you That's girls. That's a good thing, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, like she will, as you girls will do, will be like, hey, how does this look? Or is this okay for this situation? And oftentimes, what were the two words? Remind me.
0: Attractive and attracting.
3: Right. Thank you for that. Because there is a, a huge distinction. I will see her and I'll say, let's put something different on because she's being very attracting. Mm-hmm. And so that means I'm going, wow, that's my wife, (laughs) you know? Um, And, but then I also know that so are other people. And and if I could segue just like to let you ladies um, know and and listeners and also the guys, the way that you dress has an effect on other people, right? It's a ripple effect. It's not just you, right? The way that you dress affects how you think and how you feel, but it also affects everyone that comes into contact with you and you have the ability to affect others positively, or you have the ability to affect others negatively. Mm -hmm. The negative effect is when you are attracting. And that was that term that you used, right? Attracting. And so I'll tell my wife, please wear something different because I want her. What's the other word? Attractive. Attractive. I mean, I, Attractive is okay. Attracting is not. If I
2: understand in the context. Mm -hmm. So I I like to make fun with my wife. I say, "You're my arm candy, right?" So yeah, I want an attractive wife on my arm. She's my arm candy. She makes you look good. She makes me look good, (laughs) right? Right. But I don't want the attention to go, you know, the wrong way. So
3: my wife would hit me if
2: I I said that. (laughs) Oh, she would too. She's just not here.
3: So attracting means that other guys are going to be checking her out. Attractive means, to me, she's a beautiful woman who is attractive, right? And I'm able to see beyond the outer shadow and remember all of the wonderful things of why I love this woman, right? And so I'm able to go past the flesh when she's attractive, and see who she is and yeah. who she was created by god but when she's attracting i can't get past the that's, out, the that's outer a really
4: shell. good way to put it yeah and i think that's partially why it's important is because it's like that for most if not all guys and it's like being attracting versus attractive it's not always like the intention like i know for a fact my mother she's not like oh i'm gonna be attracting right but like there's a certain mm-hmm. element of um You can't really help it sometimes you know which is why you want to just be very aware of it and i mean if guys were i don't know if guys decided to like i don't know i keep going back to this but wear speedos to like some big event or something like that yeah i'm I'm pretty sure (laughs) everyone would be like um that is super immodest and super inappropriate but it's less of a deal partially because companies don't make clothes for guys, really, for these events and stuff that are meant to garner that attention, but also partially just because women and men, we're all made differently and our bodies are different. And we see things differently.
3: And Ellie, you bring up a, a very good point, and, and I'll, if I could expand on it. So the provocative clothes or the clothes that allows you or allows a person to wander with their mind that's what this world is doing with their advertisement it's why it, it's it's that billboard david that you were talking about it's the magazine where people are dressed skimpy and you and, and i will admit that over the years it's gone from skimpy women to skimpy women and men and that just shows the you that it just means that well it just shows that culture is changing and women have become more affected by the sin that yeah. has gripped men for for years, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it, and and so, the the culture that we have with this provocative clothing or non-modest clothing uh, or clothing that says you're attracting it allows the mind to think more and it allows you to be, fall into mm-hmm. sin.
1: And I would say that goes for both women and men, especially nowadays, just because of the way our culture is gone. Exactly. And and yeah, the
4: magazines and all of that's a great point. I, I also am referring to just clothing manufacturers in general as well. The way that they even make clothes and how hard it is for a lot of people to find clothes that are modest, like even to mm-hmm. begin with. But I yeah. mean, we
1: were discussing that the other day with some of our friends.
2: So you ever wonder why... Um, perfume commercials on television 95% of the uh the ad happens to be a scantily clad woman swimming in a pool
4: or a cologne for shirtless men that,
2: right there you go exactly. coming out of
4: the water <laughs> that's right coming out of the water
2: yeah that's right that's right
4: the majestic hair it's like the, the hair yeah, hair okay.
0: <laughs> and i think this is a good question to end on because for eliana for kenna for myself we are able to have, if our conscience isn't bothering us about what we're wearing, we have a protector that we can go to and say, hey, is my conscience wrongly informed about like if, th- if this is okay? We have and backup consciences. Yes.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know that's not the case for all people. And so what should young women do when there is no father figure around to guide them on modesty?
2: Error on the side of caution. What did you call it? Elizabethian.
0: <laughs> so just just wear, become a nun. It, yes, a habit. <laughs> Convert to Catholicism and become yes, a nun.
2: The full habit. Yes, that would no. Um, if they read up on this, if they they read the Bible, if if they um, they've got good counsel, even a youth pastor or um, an older woman that you know Mentored who's by. solid in the faith. I think that would be very important. A rule of thumb that my a pastor a long time ago said to me is never, ever violate your conscience, but your conscience can be wrong at times or ill-informed. And that's why I said earlier on, you need to educate your conscience. And so a young woman needs to educate herself. And so she knows intuitively, uh, eventually, that, okay, this is not modest or it's going to attract the wrong kind of attention or maybe it supersedes the attention Christ should get.
4: Yeah. And I liked what you said about having almost like a mentor of sorts Absolutely. to help you, to guide you through that. Whether that, I think you said like pastors or an older woman, even that right. can help you.
2: Titus two woman.
3: So, and, and I'll add to that. So there's two things. And first of all, thanks for that question. That was a lovely question. Whoever asked that question. Um, the first thing is there's, two ways to look at it. Number one is look at why you're dressing the way that you are. What need are you trying to fulfill in yourself, right? And if you're trying to fulfill a need of your less than, then you need to remind yourself that God has already said you're complete and you don't need Anything
2: more, and and be content in that, right, Rich? Yes,
3: and that is such a much longer conversation that <laughs> that really another podcast for y'all, or perhaps it, you know talk to your pastor, or talk to a, another man that you trust, or or some other family member. The the second part to answer the question specifically in terms of how do you dress is just to remind yourself, and this is sort of what I would want my my daughters to know. Is if you're dressing in such a way that you're attracting the men to look at you as an object, then you are. Uh, he's uh, not
2: worthy of your your time. He
3: he's not he's not worthy of your time. You're just an object. You're like a meal that somebody will consu- consume and then eventually set it, aside, fast food. Yeah, it'll it'll you know be thrown away so to speak. It's Absolutely. consumed and thrown away. And and just remember, if there's a fleshly connection, there's no spirit connection. You can't have both at the same time.
0: And with all of that being said, thank you so much to my dad and to Mr. Hardian for being on this podcast. We really, really appreciate having this conversation with you guys. And the support that you guys provide behind the scenes uh, is just immeasurable. We are so Mm -hmm. grateful for you guys. And until we meet again, let us firmly rely on the protection of divine providence. Amen. In the words of Paul, let us not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but let us be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And the renewing of our minds comes from reading the scripture. So go read your Bible. (laughs) (laughs) That wouldn't hurt you. (laughs) This is self-evident.